game is done. Hey, everybody loves Tim K. Let me hear you. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navi and Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit TanklessMadeSimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. Tough one for the Dodgers tonight. A game they should have won. A game they had in 10 innings and let get away. Craig Kimbrell gives up a three-run home run in the bottom half of the 10th inning. And the Diamondbacks walk off the Dodgers in 10, 5-3. Tim Cates here on Dodger Talk. Thanks for being with us on this late Wednesday night. Our phone number, 866-987-2570. Put it in your phone if you haven't already. You know it, 866 866- Nine eight seven two five seven. You can always tweet at me at Tim Cates T I M C A T E S. No the reels, no underscores, no misters, no the, no whatever. It's just my name at Tim Cates T I M C A T E S. If you want to follow me on Twitter or uh, talk some Dodgers baseball, is there with some comments? We'll read them on the air. But the Dodgers tonight let one get away. Uh, a game in which the Dodgers did not have four of their regular starters in there. No Justin Turner, no Trey Turner, no Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman for the first time this year got a night off after starting every single game up until last night and the clinching of the NL West. Today, a day off for all four of those guys. It ended a 10-game winning streak against the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight as the Dodgers lose 5-3. to three. A-, a game in which the Dodgers saw Michael Grove settle in for five good innings for the young 25-year-old right-hander. Chris Martin pitched an inning of relief. Tommy Canley. Tommy Canley. Dodger right-hander they signed last year knowing he was coming off Tommy John surgery. Did not help him in 2021 because he was recovering from that. Came back at the start of this year for four games in May, but then had an elbow injury again. Placed back on the IL for over 100 games. Came back tonight for the first time since May 13th pitching in a baseball game for the Dodgers at the big league level and gave him a scoreless seventh inning. We'll get into more of Tommy Canley coming up. Alex Vessia had a one, two, three, eighth inning. Evan Phillips pitched the ninth, had a little bit of a, a, an interesting plate, the plate with Austin Barnes that we talked about uh, in the clubhouse show. And then the top of the 10th, the Dodgers get the run across on Austin Barnes scoring on the wild pitch to give him a three, two lead. Craig Kimbrell goes out in the 10th inning. And it's back-to-back nights for Craig Kimbrell pitching and what tonight was basically a recovery day for the Dodgers after settling in last night late and winning the NL West and celebrating it late into the early hours, I'm sure, and enjoying themselves. And today, the Dodgers sent out a lineup that, you know, is, is reflective of them coming out a day after winning the division and kind of taking an exhale breath. After a long run up until this point, Will Smith had a huge home run. Trace Thompson, a big solo home run. The Dodgers fought. They pitched well. And they had a chance to win it. And Craig Kimbrell didn't throw a bad pitch. Before anybody wants to start harping on Craig Kimbrell in the 2-1 fastball that he threw, Sergio Alcantara, 
it was a, a fastball that was rising and coming in on the hands of Alcantara. Now, was it over the middle of the plate? No. Was it inside where it jammed him or he couldn't get around on it? Obviously not. He hit a three-run home run. But it was on the inner part of the plate, and it seemed like it had a little bit of rise to it and a little bit of tail in as well. And credit Sergio Alcantara for, for getting around on it, squaring it up, and hitting it out of the ballpark. He just beat Craig Kimbrell on that pitch, and it wasn't a pitch, again, over the heart of the plate. He didn't leave it over the middle third of the plate and just get you know made a mistake, and, and the guy capitalized off it. It was actually not a bad pitch on a 2-1. Most times, you're going to get a swing and miss on that. A guy's going to be late getting to it. How many times have we seen Cody Bellinger, a pitch up and in on him, and he can't get around on it? It's sort of what that pitch was on a left-handed hit in Alcantara who got around on it and got his hands through to the zone and crushed it out for a three-run home run, and the Diamondbacks get their fifth walk-off win of the season. So the sky is not falling. It's not the end of the world. If you check social media, Craig Kimbrell is trending right now, and Dodger fans are panicking about October. This guy can't be the closer, people are saying on social media. How can Craig Kimbrell go out there and pitch us in a ninth inning of a playoff game? How can he go out and close it out in extra innings of a playoff game? That's what's being discussed right now on social media from upset Dodger fans. More than welcome to voice your opinion here on Dodger Talk, 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. We're going to hear from Dave Roberts coming up in just a minute. We're going to hear from Ken in Newport, Manny in L.A., and you, 866-987-2570. I want to go back to the play in the ninth inning real quick. We heard from Austin Barnes. There's two outs, bottom half of the ninth inning. Jake McCarthy's on third. A left-handed hitting Corbin up the bat for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Corbin Carroll. On a pitch that was taken, Austin Barnes, the catcher for the Dodgers, looks back. Jake McCarthy, who's at third. And then lobs the ball back to Evan Phillips. Throwing it back to the pitcher. Lobs it back. And while this is happening, all in one motion, Jake McCarthy steps back and then takes off towards home, trying to steal home and win the game for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was called out. They reviewed it after replay. In fact, he was out, is what Replay Central said. Into the ninth inning, text readings, we win. Austin kind of downplayed it a little bit, like it was just him and Evans playing catch. You know, and Evan Phillips just threw it right back to them. It was no big deal, kind of nonchalant. Like, yeah, it's, he tried stealing, we got him, whatever. It was a little bit more than that. It was a heads-up play, I thought, on Jake McCarthy's part. Why not? You're a team that's got 66 wins on the season. You know, you're a team that's in dead last in the National League West. You're rebuilding. You got a young guy being aggressive on third. His only mistake was, and Eric Carroll's brought this up on TV, Jake McCarthy, when Austin Barnes looked at him, he took a step backwards, and that's when Barnes lobbed it back to Evan Phillips. McCarthy took off for home, and it was a bang-bang play at the plate. Evan Phillips caught it in one motion, threw a three-quarter you know, throw back to Austin Barnes. It was a great, perfect throw right where it needed to be, and Barnes put the tag on McCarthy, who was sliding in head first. He was called out. A throw up, a throw down, throw in, throw out, and McCarthy beats it. A beat later, and Evan Phillips doesn't catch it cleanly in a one-motion throwback to Austin Barnes, Jake McCarthy's safe. 
If McCarthy doesn't take a step back initially and just looks at Barnes and then takes off with his momentum going forward, he beats the throw. And Austin Barnes, we're talking about how he got caught sleeping there, throwing the ball back to the pitcher kind of nonchalantly. It's something that happens in baseball that you never notice 99.9999% of the time. The catcher throwing the ball back to the pitcher. And credit to McCarthy and maybe the third base coach of the Diamondbacks for seeing what Barnes was doing, kind of just lobbing it back to Evan Phillips. And that's just what, you know, it's it's nothing that's lazy on Austin Barnes' uh, behalf, but, you know, it's, it's just part of baseball. You catch it, throw it back to the pitcher. And he almost got bit tonight by doing that. It almost happened. It almost happened. And I tweeted out the video at Tim Cates. It, you think you see something new, then you think you, you've seen it all. I think tonight was one of those nights where it's like, wow, I've never seen that before. That was kind of cool. For every caught stealing play, Bay Alarm donates $100 to the Dodgers Foundation with the complete range of fire and security solutions Bay Alarm can protect. Certainly Evan Phillips protected the Dodgers' lead in the ninth inning tonight, throwing it back to Austin Barnes on a plate, the plate getting Jake McCarthy sliding headfirst into home. It was a bang-bang play. I think Barnes is fortunate that uh, it ended the way it did, and the Dodgers went the extra innings, and as it was, he scored the go-ahead run on a wild pitch after a miscue by the Arizona Diamondbacks on defense. So it wasn't the cleanest-looking game tonight. The Dodgers had a chance to come out of it with a win. As it turns out, they get walked off by the Diamondbacks 5-3. to three. 866-987-2570. We'll hear from Dave Roberts in just a couple of minutes. Ken in Newport. Ken, welcome, buddy. How you doing? Hey, how are you, Tim? I'm doing okay. Tonight just kind of felt like one of those bad nights. The lineup going into it, Michael Grove getting the start. Dodgers did what they did, tying it up, Ken, and then losing an extra innings kind of stings a little bit, though. Yeah, you know, it's not so much about the game with the lineup they had. But first, let me congratulate the Dodgers for a tremendous season. Um, and just a couple of points, and then I want to bring some other things up. If Taylor and Muncie are hitting, nobody's beating this team. So if they go into the playoffs with these guys starting to hit the ball, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough to beat them. One other thing, in my years as being a Dodger fan, I don't ever remember anyone in an acquisition being as good as Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. That has got to be one of the greatest moves they've ever made. Now, a couple of points. We live in a world of statistics, mm-hmm. yet a lot of people ignore them, even announcers. And um, I made a comment that I don't really want to see Bellinger in the playoffs. Okay. I'd rather see Thompson. And I got blasted people saying, oh, he's been great in the playoffs. One of the announcers actually said he's been really good in the playoffs. Yeah, one year. He's hitting 213. He's got 83 strikeouts. In 64 games. In the postseason? That's not great. That's bad. And I still want to see Thompson. Now let me get to Kimbrough. Mm-hmm. Nine times this year, and I don't understand whether why the pitching coach or, or Dave knew this. Nine times this year he's pitched back-to-back. Okay. He's given up a run in five of those nine. Wow. He's given up a total of seven runs. In nine innings back-to-back, that's a seven ERA. You've got a bullpen 
sitting over there with plenty of people. Mm-hmm. You got a day off. And sure, it's not an important game. But if you know he doesn't do well in back-to-back, yeah. why would you put him in? It's a good point. It's a good point. The numbers don't lie on that. I'm trusting that you have the right numbers, Ken. And I great to hear from you, buddy. Check in again. Uh, you know that. Anytime I'm doing Dodger Talk, you're more than welcome to check in. 866-987-2570 is our number. Interesting, yeah. If if that is true, nine appearances on back-to-backs and seven earned runs in those nine games, that's that's alarming for a guy who needs to be able to close out games for you consistently. And when you get to the postseason, we're not talking about a lot of days off. Again, late start to the season because the lockout, uh, they're going to jam through this postseason through October into the first week of November. If the World Series goes seven games, folks, it's not ending until November 5th. And let's all hope that it doesn't because Colin E's got to officiate a wedding that day. All right? And Colin E's got to be at his buddy's wedding. And this has been planned for a year. And just because the lockout went an extra week long, now Colin doesn't need to be punished for this. All right? So let's just win this World Series and let's do it in five or six so we don't have to go to a game seven for Colin E. So there we go. Uh, Dodgers lose tonight 5-3 in extra innings. Michael Grove pitched well. We heard from him. I, I really thought he, he kind of settled in and, and started to really uh, pitch well, get ahead in the count, got some ground ball outs, um, retired the last nine batters that he faced, including a 1-2-3-4th, a 1-2-3-5th. They let him go five innings, kept him in the game, was tied 2-2, handed it over to the bullpen. Chris Martin pitched well. Tommy Canley, who we'll hear from in a couple of minutes, pitched well. Alex Vessia had a 1-2-3 eighth inning. I, th- I, I cannot wait for the postseason because Alex Vessia, when, when there's a big-time situation needed, an out, uh, a jam that the Dodgers are in and they need a lefty, you better give that ball to Alex Vessia because he, he's got ice water in his veins, man. That guy is a absolute gamer. Evan Phillips pitched the ninth, including that wild play at the plate that they got the final out of McCarthy trying to steal home. And then Craig Kimbrell, well, we know what happened to him. Gave up the three-run home run, his fifth-blown save of this season. All right, let's go back out to Arizona. He took a while to talk to the media, but David Vasse standing by with Dave Roberts. Dave, uh, how do you weigh what Kimbrell does in one particular game compared to the way he's been pitching the last uh, few weeks? Um... Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it, it's uh, it's hard to kind of kind of compare each outing in the sense that this is a situation where he inherited a guy at second base, and uh, he was one hitter away from getting a save in that and preventing runs. Um, so I thought the the stuff was good. Um, I think it just comes down to that last hitter. Uh, it, it's a guy that. You know, he knows he should get out, and uh, he fell behind um, and yanked a couple fastballs and uh, didn't strike the, the 1-1 breaking ball and uh, yanked a fastball that was up and in in the guy's nitro zone. So um, that, unfortunately, as a closer, that's kind of what you're looking at. Um, but the world would look different. The outing would be different, in my opinion, if it was a clean inning. And so that's just where we were at in that moment of time. I know you're big on the process and guys sticking to their process, but like you said, closers, it's a result-based business more than any other position. Absolutely, and no one feels worse than Craig right now. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, in the postseason, that situation wouldn't happen in, in extra innings. Um, but it's, uh, 
you know, right now in the regular season, there's that runner on second base to start inning. It just changes the dynamic of an inning. It adds stress where you have no margin, you know, to, to give up a hit, to put the ball in play essentially. So, um, yeah, right now Craig feels terrible, but I think the recent body of work for me, I think uh, I'm still very uh, bullish on. Do you think that having the runner on there contributed to his command being a little more off tonight than it has been the last few weeks? Yeah, I think so. And, and understanding that you have a guy uh, in Cattell Marte that can potentially steal a base and get yourself get their team in a situational at bat situation, um, so you got to be mindful of that. So um, I'm not saying he's never going to have to deal with a guy on second base, but again, to inherit that changes the whole mindset in the landscape of that inning off the get go. You, you said a couple weeks ago that you know right now you you didn't know who would be closing games in the playoffs. Is that still the case? when you bake in tonight with what he's done the last yeah. couple weeks. So. If Craig continues to throw the baseball like he has, um, I, I have all the confidence that he'll finish games for us. Um, but, again, that's contingent on what he's been doing is he's been striking the breaking ball and, um, you know, commanding the fastball. And tonight it just wasn't there for, for various reasons, but he's not going to make any excuses about it, but uh, that's just kind of what I see. How surprised were you to see that steal attempt in the ninth? Um, I was surprised. Um, you know, it, it's a, a little bit. You, you've got a young team that's uh, you know playing with nothing to lose, and uh, it's actually a fun team to watch. And um, so, I, I like the way they play. All right, there's Dave Roberts talking mostly about Craig Kimbrell, a little bit about that play in the ninth inning there at the end. And he said, if Craig continues to throw the baseball like he has tonight, I have all the confidence that he'll finish games for us. But, again, that's contingent on what he's been doing. He's been striking the, brawl, the breaking ball and committing the fastball tonight. It wasn't there for various reasons. Yeah, it wasn't a clean inning because you have a runner starting on second, but you know that going in. So you're putting him in a different situation that he hasn't been in in the last nine appearances. Keep in mind, Dodger fans, since August 17th, nine straight scoreless appearances. Now you put him in a game on a back-to-back night where he has struggled. The numbers show that in the second night of a back-to-back. More earned runs, seven earned runs in those nine appearances. And tonight he gives up a three-run home run to Sergio Alcantara on a 2-1 fastball. And as Dave mentioned, on a 1-1 pitch, if he gets the uh, the breaking ball over and gets ahead of the count, maybe it's a different approach. Maybe it's a different at-bat. Maybe we're talking about a Dodgers wins. That's a lot of ifs right there. If, if, if. You know, if if uh, Reyes Morantes throws it to first and Cattell Marte is actually covering first, maybe the Dodgers don't score a run in the bottom half of the ninth inning. So you can play the what-if game on both sides. So again, Craig Kimbrell came in. He inherited the ghost runner, the free runner at second base in the bottom half of the 10th inning. And the, let's just be honest. He, he didn't finish the inning clean. He didn't get out of there uh, with the, the, the save. Instead, he left a two, one fastball up and in and Sergio Alcantara turned it around for a three run home run. You tip your cap to Sergio Dodgers. Unfortunately lose the game now 98 and 44. They're still two wins away from a hundred with, uh, a series in San Francisco starting Friday night against the Giants. Manny in L.A. is next up here on Dodger Talk. Manny, how you doing tonight? Very, very good. And how are you, Tim? I'm doing good, thank you. A little disappointed about tonight, but uh, you move on. Still got plenty of baseball to go and still a chance to get the most wins in franchise history. So just quick question, Tim. Do you know how many saves Kenley Jansen has blown? Same amount as Kimbrel. So I'm not sure why all Dodger fans are complaining and everything. I mean, it would have been the same amount of blown, or blown, blown saves. So not like Kenley Jansen would have done us a lot better. Okay. 
All right. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. You you obviously, um, you know, are seeing the glass half full. I appreciate that. And I, you know, hearing Dave Roberts talk about Craig Kimbrell, he's still got all the faith in the world. And as he said, as long as he continues to go out and do what he's been doing, uh, they've got all the confidence in him to be the closer in October. Now, certainly, nice rate appearances without giving up a run. His first hit given up against uh, an opponent since August 17th. He had been dialed in. He had been locked into what he was been doing on the mound as a reliever the last three weeks. There's no arguing that at all. And certainly, if he's doing that, why why wouldn't you have him out there as your closer? Now, let's just hope that you know tonight was a hiccup and he can come back in his next appearance and you know get a clean inning. Come back in his next appearance and get a save. Come back in his next appearance and go out there and get, have a productive outing and the Dodgers can get a W because that's what he needs to put together again is a couple of more positive appearances and get ready for October. 866-987-2570. The Dodgers tonight hit two home runs. Two of them. Yeah, Will Smith went deep. A solo home run. His 22nd of the year. And then right after that, Trace went deep. Davies delivers. And there's a drive to left field. Going back is Carroll. You can forget this one. Back-to-back home runs. Will Smith to center. Now Trace Thompson to left and a tie game. And he got all of that one. Tenth home run of the season for Trace Thompson. That tied the game at two. It would remain tied until the tenth when the Dodgers scored in the top of the tenth. And then the three runs scored on the three-run walk-off home run from Sergio Alcantara off of Craig Kimbrell. Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers 5-3. to three. But the Daniels Jewelers home run forecast wants to congratulate Marilyn Fuentes of Norwalk, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com, keyword home run. 866-987-2570 is the number, 866-987-2570. The Dodgers tonight had a really good outing from a guy they hadn't seen in a while. Tommy Canley pitched in four games in the month of May. Now, for those of you who don't remember, Tommy Canley was a closer for the New York Yankees, pitched in the postseason for the Yankees for a couple of seasons, was in Colorado as well. Tom, Tommy Canley is a guy who's been a back end of the bullpen guy for a couple of teams in baseball. All right. what about- Tommy Canley got hurt and had Tommy John surgery. The Dodgers signed him anyways, knowing that they wouldn't have him until 2022. Rehabbed all of last year, coming off Tommy John surgery. Then started the season on a rehab, came up, made his first appearance in a Dodger uniform, pitched in four games, and went back on the IL on May 13th with a sore elbow. Well, he stayed on the injured list for 100 games. Tommy Canely, I think Dodger fans kind of forgot about and maybe thought, well, we're not going to see him anymore. He came back from Tommy John surgery, four games, and then boom, he's gone. And that wasn't a good sign. Well, he's rehabbed. He's worked his way back. He strengthened his arm back up. He went on a rehab assignment in the minor leagues. He was in Oklahoma City most recently, and they recalled him today off the injured list. And tonight he got his first action since May 13th. And Tommy Canley went out there. And again, Tommy Canley is, what, 30, 31 years old? Tommy Canley went out there, struck out a pair, got a ground ball out to start out the inning, a 1-2-3 seventh inning, had a really nice changeup, through 12 pitches, nine of which were changeups, hit 97 with a fastball to strike out the final batter that he faced. 
Tommy Canley, Dodger fans, if he can keep this up. Now, again, I'm assuming he's healthy. He's activated, so he must be good to go. If he can finish out the final three weeks of this season, contributing to the bullpen, getting some innings underneath his belt, I truly believe Tommy Canley is going to be a part of this bullpen rotation come October. He's got a 233 postseason ERA. He's pitched out of the bullpen for the Yankees in multiple series, including the ALCS in 2017 and 2019. He knows how to pitch in October. He knows how to come in out of the bullpen late in the game. I think if Tommy Canley can show that he's healthy and stretch out some innings here the final three weeks, when it comes time to put together this roster for the NLDS, Tommy Canley, assuming he's good to go, has got to be part of the conversation. Postseason experience, veteran reliever, got great stuff, and can come in and be a shot in the arm, no pun intended, for this Dodgers bullpen, which they may need depending on whether or not Blake Trinan is a part of the postseason. Let's go back out to Arizona. Tommy Canley, again, we haven't heard from him or seen him very much this season, just four appearances before tonight. Let's check in with the Dodger reliever. Uh, Tommy, just first, how good did it feel to not only just be kind of be back out there, be on the mound, but to have a really strong first day back? Uh, it felt great. I mean, to get back out there feeling healthy and just, you know, pitching like how I used to. It just it felt great to be out there and feel healthy. Did it feel different than the last time you came off the I.L., like just clearing your ways and stuff that was going through your rehab? Yeah, I think so. I uh, I feel like last time I came back and, I mean, I just thought maybe it was based off Tommy John. I was having a little achy in the forearm and stuff, but I just thought it was just part of it. And I just kept going and then eventually couldn't go anymore and, this last time rehabbing, I finally feel like I'm back to where I was pre-surgery. When did it start to clear up? When did you start feeling that way? Uh, it took about five weeks for it to go kind of almost all away, and then when I started throwing again, it was gone, so I was pretty much felt like I was good. But I would say I felt kind of like I was back to where I was pre-surgery. I want to say it was my first or second life. I felt like I was ready. Considering time is limited until the postseason starts, how encouraging is an outing like this for you? Uh, very encouraging. I mean, like I said, I wanted to go out there today and just be able to feel healthy and throw strikes again, and I feel like I did that job, and I wish we could have won, but, you know, can't win them all. Tommy, considering Blake's back on the I.L., Bruce starts trying to come back, just the construction of the bullpen, the way it looks right now, do you feel like this team is kind of looking to you to be healthy and help them through October? Um, I mean, whatever I can do to help the team, is that's a plus. I mean, I don't know if it's personally looking for me or we'll find somebody else, you know. Just this team is constructed. It's We've got guy after guy, so I, next guy will step up whenever needed. All right, there's Tommy Canley. Great question from David Vasse there about whether or not he's being looked at as, in essence, a savior at the end, back end of that bullpen, not knowing what Bruce Dark Gratterall's future is going to be this year. All signs point to him coming back. He threw another bullpen game. Feels good. But we've seen this before with Bruce Dark Gratterall this year. Goes on the IL basically with a dead arm or a sore elbow. Rehabs, you know, takes some time off, comes back, throws hard, looks good, and all of a sudden, 
We get a notice that he's placed on the injured list because he's got a dead arm again or elbow fatigue or inflammation in the elbow. So um, for me, I, I'm going to take a cautious approach with Bruce Dargratterall and Blake Trinan just because you don't know. We've seen this a couple of times with both of them. IL, back. You think they're good to go? IL, now coming back, you just kind of hope that they're back for good. But I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And also with Tommy Canley, who, again, is only pitched in four games coming into tonight, pitched a scoreless inning relief, got kind of his feet wet, so to speak, back in the major leagues, postseason experience. The guy's got a slow heartbeat, as they say. He's pitched in, in big games before in New York with the Yankees. So I got all the confidence in the world this guy to go out there, assuming he's healthy as well and can stay healthy these final three weeks of this season. All right, let's go out to Bill in Phoenix, our final call tonight. Bill, welcome. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure, Bill. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, pretty good. good. Uh, this game didn't bother me too much, but I am uh-huh. somewhat concerned about the Dodgers possibly putting Joey Gallo on the playoff roster. Well, First of all, I didn't understand the trade at the trade deadline, why this guy was the the guy the go-to guy for a trade. Mm-hmm. But well, they can't seriously be considering this guy on a playoff roster, well, can they? I, I, I mean, think they're, they're giving – Bill, they're, I appreciate it. They're giving him every opportunity to make this roster with playing time here. And you're going to see more Joey Gallo, I believe, these final 20-plus games of this season to give him, as they say, a runway to make this roster. Now, if he can get hot and play good during the the stretch here, maybe he makes the postseason roster. As a left-handed bat, you're also fighting with Cody Bellinger for a spot on the roster. So, you know, I don't know. He could be the odd man out. Certainly, I look at the right-handed bat off the bench. I look at a guy like uh, Hanser Alberto versus a Trace Thompson, Craig, uh, Chris Taylor. I mean, those are three guys right there. I only think two of them make the roster. Is Trace Thompson earned a spot in his his time here with this Dodgers team more than a Hanser Alberto? Maybe. Maybe. What about Joey Gallo? You know, he, he can hit a ball 500 feet in any second, but it also can go 0 for 4 in back-to-back games and have put together a stretch of 0 for 28 on a, on a season. So, plays good defense. At any moment, he can change the game with one swing of the bat. I think this is all going to be decided during that week they have off in between the end of the regular season, that final series to get the Rockies, and then when they got to put the rest of the roster together for the NLDS, whoever they play, these are the decisions they're going to have to make. And I truly believe the next three weeks, you are going to see guys auditioning even more so for their jobs and their roster spots come October. I, I really, truly believe that. It'll be interesting to see, and that's why for a lot of these guys, they are meaningful games. Chris Taylor, meaningful game. Why? He needs to continue to produce. Tonight, he was asked to lead off and play second base. Two for five. Chris Taylor's starting to string together games with multiple hits. Cody Bellinger, 0 for 3 tonight, but on base with a walk. Joey Gallo, 0 for 3 with a walk and a strikeout. Miguel Vargas, I know David Vasse talked about it about a week ago when he got called back up. They're giving Miguel Vargas every opportunity to try to make this roster and be that September call-up who sticks and provides a little jolt to this Dodger team. I don't know if I see it. 0 for 4 again tonight with the strikeout. I don't think there's enough time for him to go out there and earn a spot. But, again, three weeks to go here in the season. A big homestand to finish off the season. they still got San Francisco on this road trip and then a quick road trip down to San Diego and back before the final homestand of this season. Well, that's going to do it for Dodger Talk tonight. Many thanks to Colin Yee. Many thanks to you Dodger fans. 
for being a part of the show. Thank you for podcasting the show as well on iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you download your podcast. We appreciate that. I'll be back with off-night Dodger talk tomorrow night as the Dodgers are off tomorrow in San Francisco. And then the Dodgers are back at it on Friday night. The start of a three-game series at Oracle Park in San Francisco. Dustin May, Logan Webb, the pitching matchup. That'll be a 7-15 first pitch. We'll get it all started with Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck at 6 o'clock. Coming up next, my buddy, Ben Maller. He is next right here on AM570 LA Sports. Have a great rest of your Wednesday night. Be safe, everybody. So long. From the side.